0: Chris Paul gets in, another wide-open three. Pierre Cardin. first <laughs> the Booker for the long jumper. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, yeah we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. No. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah. Yeah, we working for that championship reign We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. Chris Paul, bring a dinner with the dish. d book on the corner with the switch. We the valley, hating with the dunk Pulse now the crowd getting pumped We the best, I ain't talking about Cali Who's next? Never winning in the valley. Can't wait for that championship rally. Send them home, send them back to Cali Stand up. Down for the Suns, put a finger in there, air we number one P-H-O-E-N-I-X, Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next Yeah, we working for that championship ring We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing P-H-O-E-N-I-X, Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next Yeah, we working for that championship ring We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing
1: Aussie Suns fans, welcome back. This is episode six and we are missing the Godfather. He is missing in action today and we are recapping game one of the Western Conference Finals and thankfully our team, the Phoenix Suns, got through unscathed and won the game without Chris Paul. Uh, Admittedly, the Clippers were without Kawhi, but uh, we got through and you know what? I was getting nervous there a bit when uh, Paul George was dropping a few threes on us and they got a bit of a run on. But with me, as always, Hamo, renamed Hamo. Ian is a thing of the past, and Ash, Ash is back. How are you, mate?
2: Good, mate. Good. What's happening?
1: Not much. I'm just very happy. Got up very early. Uh, had about two hours sleep before uh, I got stuck <laughs> into game one of the Western Conference Final Series. And admittedly, I'm going to definitely rewatch it because that first half, I was so drowsy after I'd had bugger all sleep all weekend through work and, and had two hour power nap and got up to watch it. So that first half is a little bit hazy, but I was well and truly switched on by the second half and really everything else is, you know, that, that first half is a blur to me, but the second half is definitely the Devon Booker show. And I remember every second of it. So uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how are you, Have Hamo, thoughts?
3: Mate, look, it was unreal game. Just very happy. You know, um, it was a very big task for us not having CP3. The Clippers had a little bit more time to prepare for not having Kawhi Leonard. Um, But I think every single one of our boys stepped up. Yeah, we had a couple of turnovers, a few missed things, whatever. But right at the pivotal moment when it was like a two-point game with whatever seconds left to go, Devin Booker just took the inbound and went straight for the basket and they had nothing. No, yeah,
1: that was uh, definitely a defensive breakdown um, from the Clippers. That was way mm. too easy it. and it, it's, it's funny e- embarrassing for him, man. Well, it was, but it was, it was one of those things too. That it was, if you go back and look at it, and I've seen that replay a few times, and I'm, I believe it's on the Sun's uh Instagram page and Twitter or whatever. It's definitely one of those videos you can watch, and you actually saw, almost see the shock on Booker's face that he was expecting contact or someone to come at him. Because that's where someone should normally sort of be, or just the way it sets up. I think he was a bit shocked. Yeah. It was an easy run to the, a clean run to the basket, and it was almost like a, that tiny, little, little tiny fraction of a oh, what the fuck? And then yeah, he's like oh, well, I might as well go yeah. in and dunk it now. So
3: yeah, King earth So
2: how how'd we go? That no, was um, you go, Ash. Sorry, mate. <clears throat> um, yeah, I I thought that last little bit then was. Was really nice too. That um, that dunk at the end. Um, I reckon uh, Mikel Bridges was stupidly important. He's um, the way he was cutting and getting to the rim and everything else was oh, it was phenomenal. And I think for the first time in since I can remember, these guys are getting some some praise in the media. Mm. Um, Mikel's name's getting dropped every second time. You know, everybody's loving him and you know they're getting what they deserve. And Booker especially. Um, how yeah, good was that? I just yeah, I was blown mm. away.
1: We'll, like keep, we'll, we'll keep talking about the game. We'll keep talking about the game, but I think if we we're looking at player of the game, player of the week, I mean, it'd be ridiculous to even go past Booker at this point. Uh, he set a few records 100%. for us as a, as a franchise, so we won't we we won't put Booker up as we'll, well. Why don't we do something a little bit different? We'll go the second best player of the game or anyone apart from Booker because I think that's a slam dunk. He's was definitely the player of the game, and when we get to that portion of the podcast we'll uh, think about. Just to put that in your, your minds, we'll, we'll come up with a secondary player that was um, our best on court. Dario Saric, I have to say, <laughs> I sort of stuck up for him again the other day. And uh, look, we, we can't expect big things, but you know what? A couple of plays I did see him involved in, again, it just felt like a little boy, like playing little, like a little eager playing in the big leagues. And it just... He, again, looked a bit out of it, and I think he play, he played, tried to do too much or stuff that was not part of his capability. He should have just gone, okay, I'm a part of the chess pieces. I'm not just a pawn in this big Phoenix Suns machine. Just play my part. When I get the opportunity, give it to Book or get open, whatever it is. But I felt like the couple of players I saw, he let the team down with, like you said, Hamo, not too many turnovers, but we did have turnovers, and he was – I think one of them made really poor decisions um, that weren't really the best for the team winning the game. And let's uh, say because you don't want to pick on those players, but they've got to when they come on for their five to ten minutes, they've really got to just play their role. And if that means them not taking shots and them just being setting screens and just doing the one percenters, it was pretty disappointing.
3: And not to mention the fact that you get dunked on and posterized by boogie cousins. I hate that guy so damn much, man. Like he is just he's not gonna be my flog of the week, but he's a flog of life. <laughs> That's what he is, man. He's just he's man, dead said I would I'd get a step ladder out, jump five foot, run off it and smack him in the jaw if I could, because he is just oh man, I hate boogie.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, not, he's definitely not the most likable player. A second rate. Right. Sorry, man. You know, I think he's not, definitely not the most likable player, but I think when he was in his prime a couple of years ago, if he had to come to Phoenix, I would have been happy. So um,
3: He had a prime?
1: Well, <laughs> oh, he, was, he, was, he was okay there for a couple <laughs> of years. He probably <laughs> had a few
3: prime, prime rib steaks or something like that. <laughs> oh, well, I'm you know what I'm not saying? Not he, not he did have prime. a couple
1: of good years before he did his Achilles and stuff, and, I mean, he's definitely been pretty average. But, uh, Ash?
3: Sorry, man. Never rated him.
2: Yeah, no. I think, it, but um, he made uh, poor Saric look like a second rate player a couple of times too, though. But um, yeah, what do you do? I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm not a big Boogie Cousins fan.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so in game two, that that's something that Saric has to work on. Is you know the Clippers <clears> are going <throat> to look to what worked, what didn't. Um, overall, I mean, they got within six points. Uh, They did push us, whether you like it or not. Um, I think book played out of his skin. And you just got to wonder that, you know, we've got to improve in some areas. uh, But but they're going to improve, and they're going to look at what they can expose as our weaknesses. And I think Saric, unfortunately, is a weakness when it comes to Cousins, whether you like him or not. He's going to do his best to make sure when he's on like he did, just make sure he maximises his opportunities of scoring points uh, on Saric, and he, he did, and I just wanted, do you back Saric in to do it again, or I mean improve, or do you just go, maybe we'll give Frank a bit of a run?
2: Nash. Tough call. Tough call. Um, you probably back him in again. Um, I'd rather see him stay up higher and play on that high pick and roll. Um, I like him better when he's picking and popping, so when he's shooting... Um, I much prefer him doing that. I don't like him down in the post, especially against Boogie Boogie. Boogie's just going to kill him every time. Um, He's way too big. So, and it feels like that's going to be the matchup. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on between him and Frank. I don't think Frank's as great a defender, um, but yeah, he's a little bit bigger. So, I mean, what do you do? It's a, it's a tough call, but the best part was we forced them out of playing small ball and we, we forced them to play their centers um, and that played into our hands in the end. So, um, if we got boogie cousins on the court, I'm happy.
3: <laughs>
2: Me too. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. Look, I'm very much the same. Um, you know, um, Saric is the better defender, definitely. Frank's size would would definitely help us. Um, but like you said, we we forced them to change their game plan, and you know, it's just what we're going to continue to do.
1: How do you you think we went defensively? Because I feel like that first half, again, I'm a bit hazy, but I felt like defensively we were pretty good. But then there was that run in that third quarter where they seemed to just, every time they went up, they'd shoot a three and drop the three. And I felt like some of our players were really slow to really get out to those shooters or at least, you know, when the screens were set, um, just, you you know, switching over and stuff like that. I just felt like couple of times we gave up and, and let them take the shot and then was dropping the shot and you go, well, come on guys. It's I felt like there was a, a three or four minute gap there where I think the hustle wasn't there. Uh, you know, Book was really getting out there, campaign, a couple of those guys, but it still felt like we were just very slow to switch and, and get out there. And then it's like, geez, I mean, you don't want to let them start getting on fire. And I felt like that was what was going to happen. Uh, luckily we were able to change the momentum, but uh yeah, I, I just worry because I, you know, it's all been about our defense for this uh, right. final series, and and you got this game, and then you go, well, they still scored what one hundred and fourteen, and we well we scored one twenty, but they still still scored one fourteen, and I, I don't know, it's been talked about how great defensively we've been, but I mean, if they're going to decide to go for threes, and they are a big three point shooting team, you can't you can't you can't hope they're going to miss more of their shots. I mean, they hit mm. what twenty. I think they hit 23s, did they not? And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, at
3: least. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I don't was know. 20, like that,
1: that, was my, list, yeah. that was definitely my concern. That's something I would really want the guys to tighten up on for game two.
3: Yeah, it's it's going to be tough for them. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, we obviously influence the other pe- other team's defense and hopefully we can do the same. Um, but we'll get to the crystal ball a bit later.
1: Yes, we will but uh, okay so I guess what 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 some of the news that has come out in the last few hours if not last day uh, Chris Paul will not be there for game two um, I guess what's the initial thoughts and, and and how did you see how we started with um, our point guard rotation uh, in game one and, and would they would you make any changes am I
3: um, look it was it was going to be tough but um, you know, the Clippers had to adjust as well for not having Kawhi. Um, I think we did really well. I think campaign did a, a good job. Um, I would have liked to have seen personally, just because I'm a fan, I would like seeing our bulldog out there, Javon Carter, a little bit more. Um, possibly over Etwan more, but you know, that's just because I'm a fan. Um, yeah, it, it was always going to be tough and, um, we, we did really good job Kind of thing But yeah No CP3 is, is a big deal A
1: eh? oh, huge deal And I don't even know if, uh, how verified it is But I, th- I feel like someone posted just in our group Not long before we came on Something about the C3P might be out for the series Is that, is that just a rumour Or is that someone being completely mu- complete I, don't I know, have or...
3: not heard anything Yeah that They sound like a possible nomination Flog of the week <laughs> um, But I mean, COVID test, man. Like, seriously, what you got? Three more, at least three more games in this series. You've got, you got to wait out the east, and then you've got to see, like, when we start. So there is no way in hell, like, with a fourteen-day quarantine, that CP three won't be back this season.
1: Well, not season, but just for this series at least. Oh, look, I don't, who knows? The series, yeah, just the series. Nah, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did. I didn't think it I, I'm not too sure if the person was just not informed and was just asking the question, or they were making a statement. I just saw it very quickly again before he came on, so I wasn't too sure if any news had come out.
3: That haven't years. seen the question. Haven't yeah. seen the person. Yep. No comment, Your Honor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Ash, what, what do you um, think about how we went without CP3 and, and the rotation? And again, say sort of similar to the Sarics thing, would you give Antoine more? Uh, you know. An, another opportunity, or would you look to maybe giving Javon Carter a bit of a run? Because that was that was the one thing that did surprise me—that Javon didn't get really well.
2: I'm pretty sure did he, did he play him in it? I don't think he did. So I was surprised. No, I didn't that see it.
1: Had, nah.
2: No, no, Javon—they've been playing him as a shooting guard, mm. um, more so than than a point guard. Um, I don't think his playmaking is that great. Um, we who doesn't love his on-ball defense? He's he's incredible. Um, I think we handled the, the point guard situation really well. Um, Campaigners, I mean, we've sung his praises on just about every one of these podcasts. He's been sensational, not not just in the postseason but for the whole year. He's been magnificent. Um and we love his ears too. And Point Book point book is magnificent. Um, 11, 11 dimes, campaign nine dimes. I think at one stage we had something along the lines of 30-something and... Um, Assists to to like thirty eight shots or something like that. So we were just assisting assisting just about everything. Um, I think we played it pretty good. Um, I probably wouldn't change much, and I'd probably give each one another go. I think he's a slightly better playmaker than Javon, um, and probably just as good a shooter. So give him another crack.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think Moore is uh, definitely offensively a better player, better ball handling. Yep. I think he can offer us so much more on the offensive end. It's just whether. Defensively, he might let us down a little bit. I mean, obviously, he's trying, but he's just. Yeah, I he's think not I think Carter definitely does give you more on the defensive end, but I agree with you guys. So I think, uh, you know, Javon does just doesn't give you as much when it comes to the, um, you know, the skill of uh, dishing it out enough mm. to warrant. Like him,
3: I said, you know? just just a fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah not, exactly. Not, we all love him. Not, not an analytical yeah. fan, just a fan. Yeah, but just let's just fan. hope we do love see awesome. him. In, uh,
2: Game two, because if we see him in game two, it probably means we're we're kicking us and we're, um, mm. we're cruising to a nice, easy victory. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, 22
3: yeah. in front. So Absolutely. I guess,
2: I guess we sort of,
1: you know, I guess we'll go back to Booker. It was an awesome game. His first ever triple-double, and he just happens to do it in the playoffs, in the Western Conference Finals. And game one, when he, while we have, I think, been awesome at spreading the load as a team and winning as a team and not relying on that one person, um, it was definitely the game for him to step up, you know, not having Chris Paul next to him. So for him to go out and just dominate and just hit those shots and just expose mm-hmm. every weakness the Lakers had, uh, sorry, the Clippers had and and make sure he just led that team from the front and said, come, bo- come along with me, boys. We're going to win this game. And just him, again, like you said, get on the boards and then get on the assists and, yeah, just – I mean, it hasn't happened often that uh, that a Suns player has sort of got that triple double in the playoffs. So I think it was the last time it was Steve Nash. Steve Nash, and did again? I, I saw that Steve Nash. It was maybe two thousand five, I think, from memory. But I could have sworn. Sorry, something. not yep.
3: to cut you off, Cable, but yep. come up on ESPN today. There's only two people to score a forty-plus point triple double in Phoenix Suns history, and that's and that was Barkley as well. Charles Barkley and I haven't done the research. I probably should before I open my mouth. But according to the interweb, um, it, it was it was the same score in the in the the game that Barkley got his forty point triple double, wow. and the game that um, Devon got it was the exact same score. But, uh,
1: but was that was that a playoff game though? That Charles Barkley.
3: It was. It, it said
1: postseason. Yep. So it was season. So did... So then, I guess the initial game day uh, line was a bit wrong, or was, or were they just saying the last time the son had got triple double was Stephen Nash? Because it made it seem like there was only one other time. And
3: that no, that that triple double and a forty point triple double. Yeah. Two different, two yeah. different things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But, and Barkley um, yeah.
3: was like two inches shorter than Devon.
1: Yeah. So. It- <laughs> So it just, it, it, yeah, it goes to show it doesn't happen often for us. So when it does, it's um, a pretty big deal. So uh, Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, couldn't give him any more praise. I think it just goes to show how much of a team effort it was. And, you know, the fact that he could dish it out and and those guys, you know, he put guys into good spots and there was one or two shots that he, I think he was about to go for and then, you know, got the the defense coming at him and, there was one where he went to drive it and I actually thought to myself, I wonder if he'll give it to Aiton and he drove it. And I honestly think initially he was going for the shot and then the defense came and then he just had the sleight of hand to just give it to Aiton, opened up for him. There was a dunk. And I mean, just little things like that too. He was just so good at making sure his teammates got involved in the game as well.
3: And the unselfish play with the um, um, back and forth between bridges, got the steal, hit it out to book. Book chucked it up, Bridges. Boom, yeah. done. You know, just yep. beautiful, unselfish basketball. He wants this chip as bad as we do, if not, maybe a little bit more. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really awesome to see him finally like stamp his name into the the current NBA.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. You know, one hundred percent. And how good was it seeing an Aiton dunk a lot in the game?
3: Oh, beautiful. And he, he's leaving his feet,
1: and, it, it's, <laughs> and it's it's a thing of beauty because I have felt like for a long time, yeah, it's great when he's a little bit further out, he's got a, a nice little sort of hook shot, or he's very good at actually dropping his shots. But when he does just have get, a nice hook, when he, shot. Does, when he does get the opportunity to dunk, he's just got to do that more because it just it shows a sort of dominance, it shows a power, and it's mm-hmm. like. I think he doesn't use that enough. It's almost like he needs to do it as an intimidation because it's like, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. and And gets the crowd into it as well. The crowd absolutely loves it. Every time he does it, the crowd just goes nuts, and it's Uh, yeah, yeah. it's it's glorious.
1: And you got to love Aiden because I think that's the one thing. I'm not not to say that he doesn't have a killer instinct, but I think he. For me, he comes across as a really nice bloke. So it's almost like he doesn't want to offend anyone. Yeah. So he doesn't go too hard. It's like, no, fuck it. Just smash mm. it down and, and put it on there. If you have to posterize someone,
2: do it. Like, yeah. Like, Maybe abuse a few blokes on Twitter or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love
3: to see him get under the tutelage of like Hakeem Elijah, one, man, because yeah. <laughs> like he's he's halfway between Hakeem, Hakim, Akeem, whatever it's called, and um, Shaq in terms of power. And size more yeah. power from the, the thing and then the size and the agility. You've got a little bit of David Robinson in there, but he, he could just be an absolute machine if he just got the right people showing him what to do. You know what I mean? Like,
2: right, so he's I guess- certainly on the right path. I guess <laughs> we'll go on the right path.
1: So I guess we'll go for, as we wind up this podcast, uh, game one, Booker will take straight off because we know everyone's Booker was definitely the man of the match. That's off. But who, who's yes, who is our, I guess, second man of the match? I'll go with you, Ash. First, have you thought about this, or do you want me to come back to you?
2: No, no, no. I'm, um, I'm good. I think. Um, I thought Mikel – It's a tough one between Mikel and Campaign because Campaign just with the new role that he had to stand up, and um, I thought he'd done a fantastic job. Um, I'm, I'm honestly torn between the two. I think I'll. I'm going to probably steal someone's oh, just go for I it. will say, yeah, no, I'll, I'll go with campaign. I think just because of the role he took campaign. on um, nine dimes um, and he was just getting to the rim at will and some of those scoop layups and that that he was getting, he just gets to the rim so quick and he just puts oh. the defenders on the back foot. He was good. It's just incredible.
1: He was good. Unfortunately, if he had got 15 points, he would have helped my multi a lot. But anyway, that's another yeah. <laughs> whole other thing. Amo.
3: DA, man. Yeah, I've been yeah. one of his biggest critics on the Suns' page, the Suns' chat. Any person I talk to, they don't even watch basketball. But no, have you heard about DeAndre Ayton? Never leaves his feet. But no. Nah. Um, he, he's really, really impressed me in the last few months. It's, um, it's been very good. We're on an 8-0 run right now, like we were in the bubble. Um, but uh, we're not going to get kicked out by default.
2: Yeah. How good's that? Well, you sort, sort of
1: stole DA. I would have said DA as well. I think his dominance inside and exposing Batum and and what It's one had. more
3: did a great job too, man. I can't deny that. You know, not that I'm but, not a fan.
1: Yeah, but I would have to nominate. I'm going to have to go for Bridges. I think Bridges was really good. Mm. Like, like Ash said, I yeah. think he was the other guy. Again, when I was sort of looking at their box score at halftime, like, geez, he hasn't really done much. Like his sat line was terrible at halftime, but that's only, I guess that's if you're not really paying attention, you've just come home, you don't, you only know scores and you haven't seen the plays. But then that second half, he just came out. But like I said, it was just all about for Mikhail, which I like. I think, especially even Lakers series, like we were critical of when I say we, I think generally in, in Suns fans, we're a bit critical, he hadn't done much and I, he didn't score and he, he was wasn't playing his best basketball, but he's still very important on the defensive end. But even just being that player, you know, the odd steal, the odd block, just getting his other teammates involved and just hustling as hard as he can. So I think, again, he didn't superstar uh, the other day, but I think he did all the right things as a teammate and part of that that five to get the team in the right position to win.
3: King Oath, man. Can't argue with that.
1: Okay, so... I wasn't going to bring it up, but um, I know Hamo, you want to vent, you want to, you've got a spleen that needs to be vented.
3: Oh, do I? Do I get to?
1: Well, we're going to let you do it because I think you, you talked it up off air. So I'm going to let you do it because we weren't. I personally wasn't going to bring up Flog of the Week, but um, I'll let you bring it up.
3: I tell you what, <clears throat> let's not call this Flog of the Week. Let's call this something different. Um, what can we call it? Let's call it hatred from Hamo. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, he's got, he's got a book and he's going to read from. Oh,
2: somebody. here we go. Oh, hold on. I
1: was going to say, why are you taking glasses off?
3: All right. I'd like to talk about a certain person in the NBA right now. There is plenty of opportunities for this person to have stepped up and shown us what they've got to do. Ben Shitstick Simmons, you are a useless fuck. Seriously. There is like, I used to watch your dad come up here from Melbourne to Wollongong and play in the shitty ass snake pit at Beaton Park for like a thousand people. He tripped up here and he bawled out. He's won a chip. You haven't. Surprisingly enough, he retired the same year that you were born. Maybe he looked at you and said, what the hell is this mongoloid, retarded-looking fuck? I don't want to be associated with him. Somehow you let him use your name. But anyway, like, it is just so painful to watch you play. It's like um, masturbating with a cheese grater. It's just not fun for anyone. Like, you know, I I would like to say you're going to get traded away to somewhere shits feel like um, Cleveland, but I don't want Delhi to have to put up with you, mate. Seriously. Next year, all you're going to be doing is coaching down here at Lake Illawarra PCYC, right? The best you can hope for is maybe a second unit spot with the Brisbane Bullets. And I guarantee if you do, Nate Hand will chuck his membership in. No one wants to see you fucking play, mate. You are a fucking flog.
1: Wow. So that was a rant. That's probably the best rant we've had since this podcast ever started. Um, Yeah, it's interesting because I I feel like there's a lot of Australians that got on the Simmons bandwagon back in the day. And, you know, we saw a lot of Simmons jerseys out there. I'm not a Philly fan, so there was no need for me to get a Simmons jersey. But there's a lot of them out there, and, yeah, he's been – Very disappointing. Just to add to your Flog of the Week, because I was actually considering doing one as well. But I will say in defense of Ben Simmons, not of your rant, but I think Joel Embiid coming out and kind of having a crack at him, that's one thing. That's fine. And justifiably so if he was that bad or cost you a series or whatever. But you know what? He wasn't great either, and he had his moments as well. I mean, if he's as good as he's supposed to be, they shouldn't be um, they shouldn't be not playing in their Eastern Conference finals if not the finals no. I mean they've no. cho- they've choked a couple of times I mean they should have been winning or beating the Toronto Raptors a couple of years ago when Kawaii took Toronto to the the promised land and Philly just don't know how to close in the playoffs I mean and I feel like they've had a very talented side for the last few years you know people, players come and go but Generally speaking, I think they've had a really talented list and they just haven't got the job done. So,
3: they, you yeah, know, the process is broken. I think the Godfather Gav um, <clears throat> quoted it the other day in the chat or somewhere or on, on the page. Process is broken. You can trust the process as much as you want, but it's, uh, it's an untrustworthy process.
1: Absolutely. So I guess you're going to have to get your notepad back out because I think we'll look at the multi.
3: Yes, we're up for that. So from my memory, which is renownedly awesome, um, we always have suns for the win. We have bridges for one plus block. Is that our standards?
2: I think he had uh, campaign for one steel too, wasn't there?
3: Yeah. Was that a was that a standard? Yes, I think
1: it I was. Think, yeah. All right. Well, we can always go yep. back to the tape and we can cross-reference yep. this with Gav later, but we'll put them down initially. But
3: I guess All right. what,
1: we, what we contribute to now.
3: Okay. Um Ash, what's your leg of the uh, multi going to be, mate? Right. Bear in mind we're going with Lab Brokes, we're not going with uh Sports Bet because they're shy. Yep. <laughs>
2: No uh, Sorry to
1: interrupt, that, But yeah. it's it's ironic that you say that about sports bet too, because I I mean I've got a Sportsbet account, so for a long time I would support them. Ladbrokes has really come on lately because I love Mark Wahlberg anyway. So you know, Marky Mark's the best. So My Goldberg, not. less Ladbrokes. But it's 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 quite interesting that makes we a good gone, hamburger. Well, yeah, but it's it's interesting that we have gone down the Ladbrokes uh, path because they offer more. And it's ironic because I actually heard an advertisement about sports bet on a radio station today, and they were banging on about, oh, get on your NBA and this and these sports. We've got the bet, you know, biggest range of bets and multi bets. And I'm like, no, you fucking don't. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. They were advertising. I said, well, if you actually go and have a look at Ladbrokes, I think they got you covered. But anyway, sorry, I oh, sorry to jump in. Actually, go-
3: no, no, no. Okay. Actually, sorry, I'm going to cut both of you off. Yep. I had this written down here. I was waiting for the opportunity. I was on sports bet the other day on my mobile phone watching game seven of the Nets versus the Bucks, mm. And what I didn't realize is if you like have to take a phone call or get a text message, whatever, in that last two minutes of the game because all bets are off, you can't re-access a live feed. I couldn't watch the last two minutes. So I, I, I jumped on the Facebook Aussie, <clears throat> Aussie Phoenix Suns fans chat, said, who can help me? My man, Ash here, just hooked his phone up in front of the TV, helped me out watching the last two minutes. So, oh, nice. fuck you, sports bet, and love you, Ash.
2: <laughs> Happy to help, mate. Happy to help. Awesome, um, mate. Cheers. My leg. Um, oh, I'm going to go with 10 rebounds, DeAndre Ayton.
3: His, 10 plus? His last
2: couple, yeah, 10 plus. His last couple of games, he's only got nines. Yeah. Um, hmm. But I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like he'll have a big rebounding game, especially if they're going to start playing the bigger guys on him. He'll be, he'll be lower. So I think, um, yeah, I think ten plus rebounds for DA.
1: Nice, cable. Wow, I feel like you can't go past Booker in some sort of combo. I think I had him for the thirty-five, the bracket of thirty-five, which is a points, rebounds, assists, and he blew that out of the I probably uh, think, yeah. I think you have to get him for forty if if that's even a a thing. If I, I, did, I haven't looked at it, but I know there was over thirty five, but I'd probably have him for forty.
3: Forty pra, yep.
1: Oh, yeah, but but having said that, there might not be the there might not be a lot of money for it. There might you might be really it might only be paying like a dollar ten or something. So the other one I probably would go for though that I think is where the value is. I think you go for Crowder for two two plus three pointers.
3: Crowder. Two plus, I'd um give you the odds right now, but I'm using my phone for this uh, yeah. <laughs> clip. So, so two plus three points. All right, um, I will go for uh, let's say Mikhail for three three pointers. I like it. Set. Done. Beautiful, terrible handwriting, but yeah,
1: awesome. So I guess as we wind up, any quick crystal ball predictions for game two?
3: Go for a dash.
2: Game two is going to be going to be tougher, I think. Um, they've we've shown them our hand. Um, yeah, look, I still think we're going to win. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's really hard to say. So I think it's going to go along very similar lines to the first game. Um, I think we're just going to have a little bit too much class, a little bit too much depth in the end, um, and we'll just sneak over the line again.
1: I think it'll be close. I think – I don't want to be the negative Nelly or negative Nancy, whatever you want to call it, in the room, but I, I still – I feel like I think a loss is inevitable at some point We've what? One eight in a row, I think. I worry that if we swamp the Clippers, you get to the uh, get to the finals, and there's a different challenge again. And, and I don't want to be losing games in the finals. To be honest, I'd rather drop one now and guys reassess and get back on the same page. If that makes any sense, I'm a big believer. Silly, I've just always, even when it's come to footy NRL, I've always been uncomfortable with teams winning every game of the year and then getting to the finals because they've never been really tested and then all of a sudden just the wheels fall off. So I don't know. I don't, I don't want to lose at home. Um, um, and I think the crowd can help us get over the line. Absolutely. I think we can win, but it wouldn't surprise me if we lost in a close one either.
3: Yeah. Um, look, like you said, don't want to lose at home. I think we'd be doing a great job. Um, but like we told talking before about COVID and all that kind of stuff with, with CP three. I mean, if this is a game that we can lose, so be it. You know, hopefully we get Chris back for three. If not, we, you know, reassess, but uh, I can't, I can't see him not being available for game three, man. I mean, if,
1: yeah. Otherwise like, yeah.
3: Kyrie's yeah. going to come out and say, oh, the earth's flat and cp is being conspiracy <laughs> against him. You know, yeah, it's not worth it. But no, I I hope we can get across the line. I really do. I don't think Booker's going to stop. No. Nah. I don't think he's stopped at all this year. He he's may have that, slowed down once got, or twice, but...
1: He's got that killer look it, in his eyes. He's mate, he's him.
3: gone. He's, uh, I think Gav called him Beige Mumba like he's just gone <laughs> like he's just gone epic bro like you know it's fuck for how many how many fucking years I've been telling people Devin Booker is one of the best youngest superstars you've ever fucking seen and now finally they're starting to wise up and they're like oh ian why are you a Suns fan
2: <laughs> I had the exact same conversation with some good mates of mine earlier today um, <clears throat> same thing and I've just, I think the comment I wrote in our little chat was, how good is it to finally see Devin Booker getting some respect from the media? It's magnificent. And I've been saying it to these guys for years. You know, these guys play on my basketball team. And, um, you know, after every game we're talking about hoops and I just, yeah, it, it's great to see him get his juice. It really is.
3: You might be playing with Ben Simmons soon. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't want that in my team.
1: Well, on that note, guys, we have to wind up and we'll have to get this uploaded. But uh, thanks to everyone. Hame, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Ash, for coming on. Don't forget to gamble responsibly through Ladbrokes and uh, make sure on the YouTube channel, get those likes happening and sus- like, subscribe, 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 subscribe. Click and so the little you thing. You won't miss. So you'll Ring hopefully- the bell. Ring right. the bell.
3: On that note. One, one thing. Sorry, Cable, before we go. He's not with us tonight, but I just want to... Um, thank everything that uh, our godfather Gav does for us does amazing work on the page amazing work on the chat orchestrating all this podcast kind of stuff um, Gav we're with you mate can't wait for you Legend. to be back
1: on that note good night as Chris
0: Paul gets in another wide open three Pierre Cardin P-H-O-E-N-I Yeah, we working for that championship reign. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship reign. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. Chris Paul, bring a dinner with the dish. Book on the corner with the switch. We the valley, hitting with the a rising, now the crowd getting pumped We the best, I ain't talking about Cali Who's next, never winning in the valley Can't wait for that championship rally Send them home, send them back to Cali Stand up if you're down for the Suns Put a finger in the air, we number one P-H-O-E-N-I-X Phoenix Suns and you know we up next yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. Phoenix, Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing.